Now we're recording. Check, check, one, check. No, no, no. no. You're here. Yes. No. Wait. This isn't Brian. This is Alex. Okay. One of our previous guest hosts here on the Happy Endings podcast, and today we're switching up a bit because I'm hosting. And today, I have Brian Lay, host of the No Happy Endings podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to hear. Brian, welcome. Welcome to the studio. What a great podcast you have here. Thanks for coming in, man. All the way from two minutes away. Yep. Yep. That is is an accurate statement. So, from what I hear when I listen to this podcast. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me just do the actual intro (laughs) so we stay consistent. (laughs) Welcome to the No Happiness Podcast, where there are no happiness, just happy friendings. A podcast where we ask three levels of questions, where we get to know our guests better. Who are our guests? Friends, friends of friends, friends of friends of friends. And usually, we ask them questions to get to know them a little bit better, but also just learn a little bit about life. Today, our guest is me, Brian. And today, our host is Alex, because eventually it had to be an episode where I was going to be the guest. and Because I think, you know, I answer one question at a time. And to be honest, we've kind of strayed away from this format, where it's three levels of questions. And now... Maybe it'll be the last time we do it, or maybe I'll just keep it in my back pocket, because we've been doing a lot of episodes where we kind of just talk and hang out, and I think those are a little bit more fun sometimes, but that's probably because I'm going to have repeat guests at this point, just because with the way things are going with the pandemic and quarantine, it's very challenging to find people and time and get schedules lined up to actually host in person, if that makes sense. Right. And Brian's been really mysterious and aloof, so I thought it was about time we get to know him a little bit. But, um, yeah, Brian, what brings you to guests? Like, have you ever been a guest on anything like this before? Like anything that like you talked about yourself as much as you talk to your guests? Is this an actual question or is this a, a, a This is setup? just me getting to know you for okay. our viewers because right. they've just had you in the seat. You've been like the show host and yeah. you've been, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. very, very clear and concise voice. But, you know, what's behind the curtain? Uh, no, I don't think I have been on another podcast as a guest. I I have been on another podcast as a host, and I've been another podcast as a guest, but not necessarily about me, just more so my thoughts on things. So whether it was film and video editing or gaming or nerd culture or something like that, but no, generally it was not about me, per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy, because, like, I think about what you've talked about before, like thoughts about stuff and like shower mm. thoughts and things like that, where you're like, you have barely a clear, like writing voice and opinionated voice, or like you usually have a clear vision or where you stand on something. So yeah, it's interesting that no one's like asked about you a lot before. Like, you know, you've never done projects where like they look at you, but you've been like, I mean, from like some of the film projects I've seen you do mm. you're kind of the behind the scenes guy, you know, you like a lot of the staging, a lot of the development of a lot of this stuff. So, well, I think part of that is just, uh, it's it's easier in a lot of cases to find people who are willing to, well, in our group of friends at least, to be in front of or convince them to be in front of the camera or something like that. Whereas behind the scenes is a little bit harder to find a group that's like, okay, I want to be the center of attention so you guys figure out how to make that happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Interesting. Well, we're going to kind of jump into it. And if this is the first time you're listening, you picked the right episode. Yeah, what's interesting about this episode is that I think it'll be episode 30, right? Yeah. So episode 30, but also, if you consider all of the episodes that are after the new format, which started in episode 8, 
Don't tell me it's 22. This would actually be episode oh 22. Oh, my God. Yeah. We might get into that a little bit later, but... <laughs> The number twenty two and Brian are almost anonymous for multiple reasons, but we might we might hit on that this episode. We'll see. I wonder how many people have been interested in this being an episode because probably honestly this episode should have been more like episode zero. Like this should be the first episode. Right. I, well, I don't know. Like if you think about like I think about like talk show hosts when I think about your show because I mm-hmm. think like that's the start of like a mm-hmm. lot of podcasting because a lot of people that's their first exposure to interviews. Yeah. Because they see it in like a light atmosphere mm-hmm. and like. They don't usually do, like, a whole spinoff of, like, what the host is, like, what they're about, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, maybe this is the first. Could be. Who knows? I mean, this is interesting because this episode wasn't necessarily planned, and the only reason, the original episode that was going to be planned to be recorded today was going to be me and Willie talking about Breath of the Waifus, a.k.a. Genshin Impact, mm. and uh, Among Us, just some games we've been playing recently. A lot of games coming out. A lot of fun games people are trolling with in quarantine right now, but... We were going to talk about that, but Willie's been playing so much Breath of the Waifus that he's not slept a lot, and he's his brain there. is scrambled. Yeah. Who knows? It's almost November. A lot of big gaming releases usually come out around this time, so we'll see. True. A lot yep. of gaming news and movie news that I think we'll hit on sometime mm-hmm. soon, but today we're going to start with some rapid-fire questions for Brian. Mm. These are just going to be off the top of the dome. Level he's, one. He might, AKA these, he might struggle with these. He might be, like flustered he might answer them rapid fire we're gonna find out brian are you ready sure most useless skill cracking an apple half with my hands what i've never seen you do that yeah that's crazy do you do that with other fruit no apples are really i mean i could probably do it with other fruit but it'd get really messy now what type of apples any any kind of apple i mean some apples are harder than other apples small apples for example are hard because my hands are too big to fit like to actually grip and pull them apart um crispy apples are harder because they don't tear they just mm-hmm. kind of like crack in half and okay. you know soft apples are the easiest because they just pull apart pretty much all right first celebrity crush mary elizabeth winstead current celebrity crush uh probably still mary elizabeth winstead <laughs> but there i mean there are other celebrities i think are attractive uh disha patani for example is attractive i don't know if i have like a hard celebrity crush right now i i our friend Alyssa has asked us and compared different celebrities and asked us like this person versus this person and so that's been fun recently but i don't know that i have one that's like the top the cream of the crop right now because i think there are numerous attractive celebrities right. right now um nike or adidas adidas favorite time travel movie back to the future which one the first one first one favorite snack probably it depends because, you know, snack is a little bit different for me. Because I eat pretty large meals. So, if I was, eat, like, snacking on something, it'd probably be, like, crackers. Because I really like crackers in general. But then again, like, I think sometimes people think of snacks as desserts. And I think of snacks and desserts synonymously sometimes. So, like, pie, for example, would be really good. But I guess they're different. So, snacks. Popcorn would also be in there. Don't know that I have a favorite. Interesting. Have you ever been called a snack? Yes. By? Willie. <laughs> recently probably yeah interesting what's the one song you know word for word no word for word yeah please don't go by mike posner Ooh. do you have any pets i do not have any pets what would you have if you could get some if and i was put any pet any pet yeah like even mythological beasts no like if it's like <laughs> a, a strange one like you would have 
Oh, to be honest, I think I would just get, like, a dog. But part of that is just wondering if... Well, one, right now, you know, I live in close proximity... Because I live at home currently. It's being in close proximity to my nieces. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a little bit of danger that if your dog isn't trained, that, you know, kids can be a little bit rough with them and then Mm -hmm. dogs respond the wrong way. Right. And so there's part of the worry there. But otherwise, if, if I knew that the dog was trained and prepared for something like that, then I would probably get a dog. Also, part of it is... I, I had considered getting a dog before, but my concern was whether or not I would have enough time to walk it or, you know, afford Chewy for somebody else to walk it or wag or whatever it is. But, I mean, now in quarantine, I have all this time. I walk all the time, so it really wouldn't be much of an issue. Would it's you, just more so having it trained. Would you have, like, a certain type of dog that you've always been looking at? Um, I think it would just be, I don't know that it was a particular dog, but maybe just a bigger dog, not a huge one. A husky. I've always thought huskies are pretty cool. Hounds are pretty cool. Golden retriever, maybe, but they're a little yeah. bit too hairy. I feel like. I can imagine with like a big doge. Yeah, but you know, gotta be there. Gotta have space for it. Gotta yeah. be able to adventure with it and stuff. All right. What's the worst trend you ever participated in? The worst trend I ever participated in. Probably learning to jerk. I never really put it to work, but I mean. It was a trend at the time, and learning to do so was popular. What a glorious time when you were dancing. <laughs> when I was attempting to dance because we hung out with a lot of dancers, yeah. And that also that time you were, like, practicing a kip-up? That was pretty uh, intense. Yeah, that was that was pretty serious practice. Um, the thing about that is just, like, I, I've always loved breakdancing, and I always thought b-boying was really cool, but I never learned how to be a b-boy or breakdance. It was doing a kip-up was just kind of something cool to learn Mm -hmm. so it was fun it's so interesting because you have like these like weird things you've like learned throughout the years and Mm -hmm. then now that you've gone to like climbing just like your athletic track has been so oh yeah it's all over the place yeah it's crazy because you have all these random skills and now you just climb and like and none of them are useful (laughs) (laughs) they they they're very niche skills in that you know they're useful occasionally and when they are useful they're very impressive but they're very specific in that they're not useful in most scenarios is probably the best way to put it. I mean, it's interesting because I've known you, I know you probably the longest of any of the friends that we have. And like, when I think of like sports, like I think of like the traditional route, like football, basketball, Mm. soccer, like a lot of these traditional sports and they build in you like a lot of discipline. And like for you, you've, I've never seen you do like a legitimate, like a mainline American sport, but you've done a lot of these athletic things that kind Mm. of led you to climbing and I think, like, all these random skills that you've done have kind of brought, like, a different discipline mm-hmm. that, like, I can't get now because it's just, like, I didn't go that route, you know? That's an interesting way to look at it. I I mean, we we did play flag football in intramural sports, but I, I see what you mean in that I didn't play structured sports right. in high school or off out of school or, like, travel teams or anything like that. And it didn't, like, that wasn't mean, like, you weren't athletic. It was just, like... No, 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 I know what you're saying. It's yeah. just, like, I did enjoy those sports, but I never was in a structured system yeah. for them, and that's where a lot of those things that you mentioned would have come from. But, yeah, I I just come across those random things because it would be cool to learn those things, and I think they just came together however they came together, which is interesting. It's also funny that you would think that you're the one that's known me the longest, but in our group of friends, you're probably actually... The newest of your The friends, newest yeah. of, yeah, of that circle of friends. If you consider our main group of friends, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the I've like known you guys the least, but yeah, I I mean, in terms of time spent together, yeah. that would be different though, because right. I mean, we and were the been, ones that went to college together. Yeah, and I've just I've had periods with like all of you guys where I've either 
live with you or we basically live with each other mm-hmm. for the amount of time we spent like e- each of y'all individually aside from Sean who's just been just who's a little a bit shadow. further away the shadow Sean the shadow um, <laughs> if you can get a tattoo what would you get I would get Not a that tattoo can, that says today destiny is our friend I know it that's from airbender Dang. or I mean there's a couple of tattoos I've considered getting for different reasons but just like usually probably singular words that just mean a lot to me particularly like the word rise for example means a lot to me or ascend Mm -hmm. because now that i've become what i would say i would consider myself a climber at least maybe not as hardcore because i don't climb outside and people would debate that but climbing in general means a lot to me because it's it's about breaking through challenges and falling off and trying to get through a problem And so you do that by being focused, you use your brain, but you also have to be able to physically do it. And so that's very important. And to rise is, you know, it's important because, you know, the Dark Knight Rises is a good example. And that's a good example because he got his ass busted multiple times. But the idea is that the Dark Knight Rises, he gets up, he gets Mm -hmm. back to it. You know, failure is not, failure is not the end point. It's a new beginning point. Right. So, something like that, probably. And then, like, written like that? Just, like, rise? Yeah. No, it would probably be, like, in Street Fighter-style text or something, maybe. I, I have no idea, honestly. The font is up for debate, for sure. But Where the word... Uh, Either on my forearm, or on my chest, or... Not, like, in the middle of my chest. On, like, one side of my chest. Mm. Over, like, a peck or something. Or maybe on a shoulder. I don't know. Location is pretty much up for debate, too, I think. Nice. That's it. That's the first round. Yeah, that's something. You weren't ready. I was ready. That was not bad. That was not bad. People make it seem like it's really terrible to do the, the rapid fire question. I don't think that was that bad. Dang. My questions weren't like super crispy, right. but to be honest, I think people kind of tripping. Crispy. <laughs> All right. Mine were grilled. All right. So, second round questions. Level two. Level two. More serious or more personal? I forget. Next level we'll or more find serious? Out. Yeah. I don't know. I had a plan. Okay. And we'll see where it goes. There was a plan to assemble all of the special people or something. What does he say? A group of individuals. Oh, a group of individuals. Remarkable individuals. To take on the task that we can That we couldn't or something. That S.H.I.E.L.D. could not or something. Well, I didn't post. (laughs) We won't. Well, you won't. I will not. That's for facts. All the work. <laughs> All right. So first question, what is one rule you live by? This has changed over the years, but I think uh, the current rule that I live by is that you have to try. And whether or not you want to do it or don't want to do it is you, you have to try. And if you test it and you find out that it's not for you, then that's okay. But you should try it. And I mean, obviously exceptions apply like i'm not telling people to murder somebody or whatever do bad things but oftentimes i think you'll find that you everybody says that the best things that happen in life are outside of your comfort zone and you don't try those things because you're too scared to try those things and that happened to me a lot too when i was younger there would be things that i would kind of want to dip my toes into or i'd look for somebody else to kind of hope for them to push me into doing or they would kind of nudge me into doing but I, after a certain age and after a little bit of like personal development and reading books and just like working on that mental toughness and trying to be a little bit more gritty, I think knowing that you have to try, have to give something a shot and 
you have to explore and do things that are not in your comfort zone to do some of the things that really, really are special to you, then that's kind of reason enough to try because you have a chance to achieve something that you didn't think you could. Right. Now, why why would that have changed? What was uh, some of your previous ones? Uh, some of my previous ones were, I mean, they're not. it's not that they're not true. It's just that I think they're just not as prevalent as they used to be. You know, because I, I used to be, I would, it's not, when I was younger, I would say I was a bit of a hopeless romantic. And it's not that I'm not that now, because I, I do believe a lot in love and a lot of the things that we've been sold from Hollywood. But some of those things are just a little bit different now, because I look at it a different way. Uh, love, for example, when I think about that as a concept, I think about people who actually attempt to make it work and they work through it and they go through different problems. And it's not just the insane chemistry that they have and they just carry that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. whereas now it's it's insane chemistry that probably led them to get together but it's also them as people that decided to work through the problems that happened as they were deciding to be together Mm -hmm. and things like that can be really really difficult because you you can face so many different obstacles that you never anticipated when you're trying to build a life with somebody yeah and i i say that as somebody who's been in a long-term relationship I mean, I, I've talked about it before on the podcast where five and a half years and it didn't work out in the end. But, you know, it's not that we didn't care about each other. and It's not that we didn't love each other. It's just things change and you have to kind of be ready to navigate that. And at that point, I think we were facing a crossroads that decided we were better off as single people. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of wild because I feel like a lot of those not like about your relationship, but like with how you can kind of outgrow these things that like just these like things that you say to yourself or mm-hmm. things that you carry and you can outgrow them because like you kind of move past it. Like it's the, it's the thing you say every day to get you through. And then you like kind of set your new goal for yourself. Like personally, mm-hmm. like, like if someone's not telling, like it's interesting. Cause you said like someone needed to push you when like now it seems like you're pushing yourself. Right. Yeah. Like you don't need that person moving you because you kind of outgrew that saying, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it. I mean, I always believed it, and I always thought that I should be self-motivated, and I think everybody wants to be self-motivated and disciplined, you know what I mean? Like, everybody would love to be the person that can wake up in the morning and know that they have to get this, this, and this done, and they can grind through it, and they just work through it. And one of the things that people have asked me is, like, you know, when I was doing my, my goal to do 10,000 pull-ups slash chin-ups in a year or whatever, they were saying, like, how do you stick to that? And I was just saying, you know, it's only it's only 30 pull-ups or chin-ups a day. And that's really not that bad. And it's on top of other fitness goals. So whatever I was doing at that time, running X amount of miles or trying to do X amount of push-ups, and I'm considering doing another one of these challenges, but it's just, it's not that I wake up and I'm like fresh and that I'm like angry to get after it and like really work on those things. Sometimes you'll wake up and you're just going to be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's bang these out. Let's do some pull-ups and chin-ups. Let's work out. Let's run. Let's do... Let's do what we're doing and let's feel good, right? But a lot of times I'm going to like put my shoes on and go for a walk and just be like, okay, this walk is pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty difficult. And some days it was, I'll do three chin-ups and then I'll go back to work and then I'll go back and I'll do another three. And just, you have to do really, really low reps sometimes and just grind through it. And that was the tougher days for sure, because it would be, 
like I like my my shoulders are hurting or my back is hurting and it's like my pulling power is not there. Right. And then you just kind of it's like, well, if I can do this, I can do this and you know, I can do this ten times, then I can figure it out. Have you have you ever read that uh there was a there was a Reddit question from a year ago, a few years back, I should say actually, where somebody offers you a million dollars to eat a door, but you have a year to eat the door, how would you eat the door? Mm. I I didn't see this no. And so this was the question, and then you know when I when I originally read this question, this was probably five or six years ago. It was such an interesting thing because how somebody approaches eating the door is such a fascinating I like case study when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because some people will say like something funny like oh with a lot of ketchup or something, mm-hmm. or some people will say, you know just bite the keep going right and then just do what you can and then some people will take a really methodical approach they'll say i'll grind the door into chalk basically or into sawdust yeah. and then sprinkle it into my food for over the year and eat, just eat a little bit of sawdust per day i was literally thinking that like <laughs> i would just shred the whole door dust and just figure yeah. it out because i drink enough water and i'll just figure it out yeah and some people would prefer to just you know grind it into sawdust and just pound it as many times as they can with like you know, I guess smoothies or something, but that's such an interesting idea and how somebody approaches eating the door. And that's essentially what it is. It's that's, that's a lesson for life in a lot of ways because it's an unpleasant task in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but you just, there's some kind of reward if you do it, if you break it down the correct way. Yeah. And it's, it's not fair in a lot of ways, obviously, because your door might be bigger than other people's door, you know? Uh, your door might be made of metal, in which case you might be fucked. But yeah, I was <laughs> there's, there's there's a number of things here. I that's that's not the point that I, but door the point yeah. Candy? It's <laughs> just there's there's tough things. It's like some people are like you know making a gingerbread door, and that's their that's their hardship. Ice door, come on, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole concept. Yeah. It's just whether or not you're willing to break things down for your mind to mentally handle what you're tackling. Because mm-hmm. when you can do that. I think you can really achieve just about anything. And this is what I've kind of adopted more recently when people ask me, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I I honestly think that the human mind and the human body are capable of doing pretty much anything. Because I used to think that was fluff when people said you could do anything you want to do. I, I do think you could do whatever you want to do, but the calculation behind it is where most people fail. Yeah. Because they say, I can, if, if you were five feet tall and you wanted to be an NBA basketball player, you could be an NBA basketball player, right? But your journey is a little bit steeper than most. <laughs> your journey is significantly steeper. It's exponentially harder. Exponent. You have to be exponentially stronger. You have to be exponentially faster. You have to be all these things, extra. And people who are one foot taller than you will have to be will work half as hard. People who are two feet taller you will work a quarter as hard, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that's just measured across life in in different fa- different facets and ideas. That concept is similar. You can do anything you want. It's just whether or not do you what natural ability do you have at it and how willing are you to be disciplined to work for it? And that's such an insane concept. Now it's like even when I say it, because obviously people are gonna say like, Well, you can't fucking fly and I'm just like, Well, you can fly if you decide to become like a wingsuit flyer or hang glider or what like if you want to be semantic. Just people figure it out. Yeah, like you'll do some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was going to lead that into like quarantine talk, but I was actually going to kind of shift gears because mm-hmm. I was going to talk about 2020 as a year. And this is not something we talk about a lot, but it's like been a kind of a big year for a lot of the social change mm. and like the cultural climate. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of issues going on. I'm not 
you know, telling you to pick a stance on like one issue or another. Mm-hmm. But is there one thing that's been happening this year that you don't think has been getting a spotlight that you think should? So back when quarantine started, there was a bill that was trying to be passed in Congress that basically said we should condemn people being racist towards Asian Americans for blaming them for COVID, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So any any re- like COVID related hate crimes towards Asians should be punished or condemned, or we should speak out and say this is bad. Essentially, right. this was the bill that was proposed. There was no money involved. There was no anything involved. Nobody was getting money. It was just to say, hey, we don't think this is the right thing, and it was voted against. Yeah. By I mean, this is this is neither here nor there. But if you look at the list of names that voted against this bill. Only Republicans are on that voted against. Right. And it's just one of those things where if you if you're just looking at the facts, that's just there's no money involved. It's just saying Asian Americans are not to blame for coronavirus. Yeah. And they couldn't pass that. And to me, that's just the bare minimum. And that's why I think a lot of social unrest and a lot of social change is happening as it is going right now, because there's so many times when people are just getting stonewalled straight up. They're just not getting any kind of equality in a lot of different arenas, I guess, is the way, best way mm. to put it. Um, I will say, though, in a lot of ways, I think it is very challenging because we're dealing with people wanting people dealing with wanting their own agendas first. And that's probably the most challenging thing. And I that's not to say Asian Americans aren't guilty of that either, because they they I. Asians have dealt with their own issues over the years for different kinds of racism and having to deal with the fact that they're considered the model minority. And then Black Lives Matter, there's obviously been inequality there where they've been dealing with it for years and years. And, you know, it's not it's not a game of who has it worst, I think. Mm-hmm. It's more so, can you recognize that this person has been through something and this other person has also been through something? How can we fix it for everybody? And it's just one of those things where it's like obviously not all white people are bad like that's one of those things that i feel like shouldn't have to be said like have to be said but there's people who are like oh like why are you blaming me and it's like no i'm not blaming you if you're not part of the problem it's it's the issue is that we're dealing with a lot of white people that are being nazis basically yeah. so they're the problem yeah and it's crazy because like i feel like the point of a lot of these things is like the start of that bill is to not point blame at a specific community because that's what happened mm-hmm. right and instead of like thinking of solutions like that's where our focus is as a country and it's like so sad like we'd rather just point blame at someone than like focus our resources onto like you know more strict quarantine measures more mm-hmm. like more support for like medical equipment like all this stuff that like we could have been paying attention to instead we have to worry about like like infighting like civil unrest it's almost crazy to me that i think at this point i i wonder seriously how we haven't technologically updated our our governmenting you know what i mean because if if i were paying taxes and i mean not that i i I pay taxes not saying i don't pay taxes (laughs) i paid more in taxes than the president did anyways (laughs) uh if if i were to control where my taxes were going like let's say for example you, you have an app downloaded, right? And it says, we need X amount of money for roads. We need X amount of money for schools. We need X amount of money for after-school activities, right? And I'm paying my, my let's say, let's just say $1,000, whatever that may be. Let's yeah. say I'm paying $1,000 in taxes. If I get to choose that 500 of those dollars go to after-schools 
and then they hit the cap. So whenever they hit the number that they're looking for, like let's say a million dollars, then the rest of the money that goes over, like there's some kind of numbering system that says, okay, the rest of that money goes towards this underfunded issue, which is roads. That's so interesting, yeah. Like, right? You have a choice in like what you can fund. Yeah, and to be honest, if if you don't, if if something gets underfunded that way, then that's what the people chose, because roads are important, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're comparing how important the roads in my neighborhood are to you know after school programs for students i'll pay for after school students like after school programs for students because i think that's a future that you know you invest in yeah although i would benefit more from roads because me personally i don't have any kids right but i think that's worth saying that i'll invest in these kids but the other issue is is that it'll get to a point where roads and infrastructure this is an interesting example because you know they they don't get too bad until they're already too bad yeah so that's one of those things where, like, I understand. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that if I knew exactly where my money was going and I could choose that, I think that would make for a much more interesting system. Because part of that, part of what I wonder there is that how often are, like, people putting money into a system that they just don't know what it what it's for, like, yeah. where it's going. Because you donate to all these causes... And I and I don't think all I don't think all these charities and movements are nefarious by any means. But I'm just saying you give them money and you don't know exactly where it's going. Right. Whereas some of them do tell you exactly where they're going because it's like uh, bailout funds, for example, for protesters. Yeah. They you know exactly where that money's going, or you donate to Water for Humanity. Okay, well then you're donating to Water for Humanity. Yeah. So I mean that would be such a big change, and I think that's like what should be happening, like even technology just like mm-hmm. even just voting in general like i think this whole election like a lot of things like with there's a lot of like inconsistency with like mail ballots and yeah. like you know we have we not gotten to a point where we can't vote on our phone like you know we can do all these things and like you know it's just, true it just seems like we're like 20 steps ahead in terms of just like entertainment and all this and then yeah. like we're still in like 1950 with voting but that's, earlier that's like i mean think think about the fact that you can trans you let's say you have zell let's say you have robin hood right let's say you have wells fargo whatever any money transfer. any money app right yeah. the cap on zell per day is five thousand dollars i think mm-hmm. the cap on robin hood for donating or depositing is one thousand unless you have robin hood gold then it's ten thousand i think but let's assume in this case you have regular robin hood and then whatever other money you know uh, betterment or sofi Let's assume you have both of those. So so far is cap is five thousand. You can move roughly sixteen thousand dollars in in a matter of seconds. That's crazy. Yeah. And you can't vote. Yeah. <laughs> like just just process that. You can sign up to move sixteen thousand dollars in a day too, because you're signing up for all of these apps and programs where you have to put in your social security number and things like that. And you can't vote online. You can't vote through an app that's put should be secure or whatever yeah. like think there, about that there's no like investment on like upgrading our systems as like a country like every like our independence has just led us to, like to all different paths and like i don't know there just seems like to be a lot of like archaic things that are just i mean we're just realizing they're just now like have instilled a lot of archaic ideas in our society there's an incredible amount of archaic ideas the electoral college for example yeah. is I've said that the Electoral College is a rigged system for a long time, and I had this discussion the other, this probably like a year ago with somebody at my last job, and he was saying, 
you know, I think the Electoral College makes a lot of sense. And I was like, why? Then he was saying small states should have equal rights. And I was like, okay, if small states should have equal rights, with small states with less population is the argument he was making because yeah. they should still be important. And I was saying, if small states with should have equal rights, then why does their vote count more than my vote? Yeah. Because if, if you live in California, for example, your vote does not count as much as somebody who lives in Pennsylvania. Right. Or lives in Ohio or whatever the, whatever the battleground state is this year. Yeah. So that so why isn't one person equal to one person? Yeah. Right? That, that just makes sense to me. But then they're saying that the influence of cities... And it's like, well, if the influence of cities is the issue, there's still one person compared to one person. Yeah. Like, I don't see how this is the problem. One vote counts should count the same. Yeah. Right? So if the issue is the cities and how populous cities can be, it should be the responsibility of those states to try and bring more people to be residents of their own state right. or city. And I think, actually, like, that argument, like, helps the argument of getting people to vote, which is my big issue with a lot of voting like people yeah. just not voting because mm-hmm. like you know a lot of people who don't vote usually believe that not saying that they're wrong they say like their the vote doesn't, doesn't count. matter yeah because yeah. someone's gonna win either way but what i say like you know like i'm a pretty selfless dude i mean alex the defender like <laughs> that's just who i am but yeah. you know i vote for people who like don't vote like even if the issues don't affect me i know they're gonna affect someone i know mm-hmm. or like there's just someone's vote who didn't count you know yeah. And so, or like, you know, think about like Florida over the years, like how many times like recalls and like we get reports of like people not getting their votes counted, like all this stuff. And like, if you just vote for like who you believe, you're going to try and eliminate that gap of people not getting their votes in. Mm-hmm. And like, if it was, if there's no electoral college, I think people would feel like their vote counted more yeah. to get more people to vote. But yeah, I, think, I mean, the yeah. electoral college is is essentially exactly part of the problem that you're describing because 10 million people can vote and it can count as zero because 10 million and one voted the other way yeah so when you put it in those numbers it's just it becomes silly and to me i've i've said it for a long time it's just why why is one vote not equal to one vote you know just because of where you live that's that's crazy yeah well that was a big question and that's when we the second question the second round Hmm. last question it's Freaky Friday. Okay. For one day, who do you swap bodies with? Who do I swap bodies with? Um, that's a tough one. Um, you so know, not Chris Brown. No, probably not, not Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. You know, it's interesting because you could pick like a super famous athlete, or like a an actor, or something. I think I would pick an athlete though because. I just kind of want to know what that's like to be a generational athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To actually be that level of strong or body control or whatever it may be. Or maybe a dancer. Like that's your whole day, like, committed yeah. to that. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, if I was if I was LeBron James for a day, I don't think I would do anything but try different dunks. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. would, that would literally be my whole just day. It's just, <laughs> just yamming it. Just have the, your own... Just seeing if I'm, like, possible of, like, putting it between my legs and, like, doing a 360. Or if I I decided to be Patrick Mahomes, I want to see if I can, like, throw a ball 100 yards. Yeah, just all the trick shots. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I mean, also, it could just as easily be one of the the Ninja Warriors. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Ninja Warriors that I follow that I think would be super... uh, There's a YouTuber who's a climber. His name is Magnus Mitbo. I follow him, and I think that would be super cool just to climb at that level. You know, I think doing something athletically 
that I can't currently do or won't be able to do for a while without X amount of years of training or even with X amount of years of training, it might be even longer, but who knows? But the whole point is that doing something like that to actually feel what that feels like, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. Just like, I mean, for me, I like, you know, I usually exhaust myself through the week. Like if there's an opportunity where I can do something, I usually do it like Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10. And like by the time like night hits, I'm usually out or I'm pretty lazy because I've usually expended what I can. So I usually try to like use all the energy I can. I don't potato a lot Mm -hmm. or just say one day for like all my lounging. And like to be able to do that with like whatever athletic ability you want would be like pretty insane. Like for us, like, you know, day to day, you do like an athletic thing for an hour or maybe two Mm -hmm. and then you go back to the rest of your life. Yeah. But then like to just do that for like a whole 16 18 hours and just be able to expend like what feels like almost unlimited power is like kind of crazy yeah because i mean you could do it two to four hours and then you could get rehab done you're mm-hmm. rich so you can get all the rehab in the all world done you can go to like a cryo whatever and then you know go into one of those crazy baths and then get a massage and then do all this stuff and then do it again probably <laughs> that's interesting uh yeah i mean i didn't pick anybody but i yeah i'll just say i'm just gonna say uh I'm going to think of a ninja warrior, probably. Who am I going to think of? There's a Russian ninja warrior named Anton Fomenko. I watched a lot of his YouTube videos. Might be him. I I would have said Drew Dressel like a year ago, but obviously all that all that happened, which made me very disappointed in him as a person. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to either Magnus Mitbo or Anton Fomenko, I think, just to get to see what that at- level of ha- athletic talent would feel like. Nice. Okay. That's the second round. Yeah. Some loaded questions. Also not that hard. JK. Yeah. That one was that one was more serious. Some thought provoking. Maybe. It really depends on who's listening, but sure. But it's just, it's all pales in comparison to this third round. Third round. So I have one through eight here. One through eight. And you're gonna pick a number. Are these based off the questions that are normally there or did you make them up yourself? Honestly? I think I made these up myself because maybe you didn't catch it from my episodes. Mm. I can get pretty forgetful. I see. So I think I forgot your questions. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, four. Four? Four. Name one person you couldn't live without. <sighs> That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, hmm. 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 Do we want to come back? No, I'm just giving it some thought just because, you know, I've, I think when I was younger, I I mentioned this earlier, when I was younger, I was very, you know, deep into the romantic thing. And I basically say all this crazy stuff and really believe it when I was younger and say that I couldn't live without whatever girl I was crushing on at the time. But when that completely backfired and it got to the point where you know these girls broke up with me or didn't want to date me that was so shattering that it was you know you had to get to a point where oh this is really really shitty you want to be able to survive on your own Mm -hmm. and it's not that i don't want other people in my life because obviously i have other people in my life i have what i consider my tribe but saying that i can't survive without this person i think is not something i would say about anybody but the person that I thought, the people that I thought of immediately when you asked that question are probably my brothers. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't think I'm going to pick one, but I would say the two of them for different reasons have always been there for me. And, you know, those are the two people that I would go to with because despite the fact that maybe we don't talk about everything going on in our lives, I think it's well understood that we, we, they raised me because they went through something together Whereas I didn't, I went through it alone because our age gap. Yeah. So dealing with that and dealing with our parents and I say dealing with, because it was young, it was difficult or more difficult when we were younger, but not so much the case now, but that's not here nor there. So no, I, I make, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. me and my brother were like sh- a little shy of two years apart mm-hmm. and then my sister is like five years away mm-hmm. from me. Yeah. And it, it definitely feels like, you know, me and my brother were like, we grew up in a different world than yeah. my sister. Mm-hmm. So like it's always hard to like kind of you know kind of group her with us yeah as siblings because you know there's yeah, different you go, challenges you go through so much and then like you feel like they just don't have that experience and not not for themselves it's just like they're just times change you know yeah no for sure i i mean i i've talked about this with my brothers too before where they've my brothers have mentioned to me that they think that i was babied right yeah by my parents which is understandable because they're they're the eight and ten always, years old yeah. the youngest is always babied and I would argue that I was babied, right? And that's true. And in a lot of ways, I think I did grow up a little bit spoiled by that by my parents in that, you know, they were a little bit more loose with me because they were very strict with my brothers. But the argument the other way is, is that I think the highest expectations were also placed on me yeah. to go find the like most, uh, the biggest or make a certain amount of money or have a certain career or do these things. And there is a way more opportunity yeah. because yeah, there was a, there was more opportunity for me quote unquote, and to actually use this advantage of people were there for you, basically. So don't let them down. And it's not that they didn't have those things, too. It's just when you're the youngest, I think you automatically get those things because because people thought that you had a better environment, they expect better results. So those expectations come with that. For sure. Cool. All right. So four is off the list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another number, one through eight. Seven. What is one of your biggest regrets and would you change it? One of my biggest regrets. Um, to be honest, this probably would have been a question that was better for me like three or four years ago. I try not to have them anymore mm-hmm. because the person I became or the person I am now is just somebody who's who's realized that you deal with these things to become who you become. So I don't really feel that way. There are things that I wish could have gone differently for sure, but I don't think that I regret anything anymore. It's at that moment you realize that it really sucks and you wish and you regret it at that moment. But when it passes, when a year passes, when two years passes, you look back at it and you say that happened and it made me who I am. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I think, you know, we're like, we're like a month apart. We're like coming up on 30. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's wow. it's just weird to think well, just like even like a year or two ago how like how much things change and like i feel like time i feel like time passes a lot quicker for us now so it's yeah. just like less time of the day and like less less time to get hung up on stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah like i talked about in my in my episode just like you know younger me just just so just sit on like emotion no yeah you really just doing it you just internalize so much stuff when you're younger that's just not your fault and you don't realize how much of that you can't control Mm -hmm. and then you get older and you realize what you can control and you say fuck it right yeah it's it's, i i make this amount of money now i make (laughs) 
I make more money now than I ever thought I would, to be honest with you. And that's just one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm very comfortable. I live very comfortably at this moment. I live comfortably enough that I can donate money to causes that I care about, which I never thought I would do either. Yeah. It's just one of those things that when I was younger, though, probably just even two years ago, money was a huge issue for me. It was a big, big thing for me. It wasn't that I was going to go broke. It was just like, oh, man, am I ever going to retire? Am I ever going to do this? Am I going to have enough money to go on vacation and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And you know, I didn't have benefits back then. It's all this stuff that you just don't realize until you just try and take control of what you can. And then you just realize, oh, okay, these are things that I can work on, I can work through. And it's not that case for everybody, because obviously, there was a lot of luck involved getting the jobs that I got. But also, I worked really hard to get the jobs that I got. And I mean, it's different for everybody. But all I'm saying is that you work on the stuff that you can control. And then when you get that out of the way, you just realize that you've tried your best and it's out of your hands at that yeah. point. And I think control is like just such a hard thing to understand because like, you know, you come into adulthood and then you think it's like so much freedom mm-hmm. and then immediately you're like bound with chains of like expectation of debt of just like, even just living here in like Northern Virginia, Yo. just like the, the trials of just like trying to get work, trying to navigate, like literally transport around here and like mm-hmm. trying to find, stability and where you live like it's so much things that like you leave high school thinking like you have a lot of opportunity and really you do but like you don't get like a large foothold for mistakes like yeah you make one wrong agreement and then you're in debt for like five years or like yeah you get a bad car you're stuck on the metro like it's just things can go really hard get really hard if you mess up Mm -hmm. and so the control part is has taken a while i think for both you and me yeah <laughs> i think i think i was fortunate in that way that i didn't deal with the fact that you know i don't i don't have crushing debt and a lot of people got tricked into credit cards and credit cards that worked against them and in a lot of ways i got bailed out by just being lucky or being you know my parents son and you know having them pay for my school and stuff like that so obviously i've been really really fortunate in a lot of ways and that's part of the reason I would say I don't necessarily regret anything. But in a lot of ways, too, I think I still learned a lot of those lessons on my own to the point where it was like, okay, I made it a point to learn a lot about finance just to make sure that I would never, ever get into debt just because not not never, ever get into debt, but get into debt that's bad for you, essentially. Like knowing the difference between good debt and bad debt is huge. And knowing the difference between what should be paid off and what potentially money you could make mm-hmm. are huge, huge differences. Like it, when you when you understand how money works and how money can make money for you or how if money and inflation kind of works against you and things like that, I think it changes everything. Uh, it changes the way you look at money and how you handle it and what it means to spend five dollars on coffee or whatever because that's not necessarily what's making or breaking you it's i mean it might be but in a lot of ways it might not have anything to do with the fact that you've got ten thousand dollars in credit card debt you know yeah. what i mean yeah Whew. all right one through eight and i think you picked off seven and four yeah i did okay. let's go with number eight it should probably be the last one because this podcast is running a little bit long Okay, well, I got to choose between these two. All right, we're going to skip the generic interview question. Okay. Because it was super generic. What is one thing about yourself people would be surprised to know? What is one thing that people would be surprised to know about me? I think people would be very surprised to know how often 
I think that I'm not capable of the stuff that I do. Because quite often I think people look to me to say the right thing or do the right thing or lead by example. And in a lot of cases, I don't really know what I'm doing. And it's just one of those cases where people have looked to me for whatever reason and they say like, how did you do this? And I'll be honest with them nine out of 10 times and I'll just say, I did it by fucking around and, <laughs> and experimenting and failing multiple times. And when you answer honestly like that, I think part of that is actually why people kind of understand why they want to listen, which is so interesting because I only say that because when people are honest with me and they show humility and they say, I don't fucking know. And they say, this is what I did. And this is just how it worked out. I respect them a lot more for that because that makes me want to follow them. Because when I'm in a situation and I'll use work again as an example, when I've worked with people that refuse to admit that they're wrong or refuse to admit that they've made a mistake, those are the people I get most annoyed with. But when somebody tells me that they've made a mistake and they, they need help fixing it, those are the people that I say, okay, let's do this. Like, let's jump in. Let's mm -hmm. get this done. Like, I don't care that you made a mistake, but if you need my help, you need my help. I'll, I'll be there to help. Yeah. And that's one of those things where when, when people show that they actually care about what's going on and they're not more concerned with their image, those are the people that I'm more interested in following. And so I try and be one of those people where I say, this is the mistake that I made. I need help fixing it by doing this. And I think people that resonates with people that are similar to me, basically. Nice. That's the third. That's it. Yeah. How does it feel being on the other side? It was pretty easy. I'll be honest with you. Uh, a lot of people would probably expect me to say this was really difficult, but no, this this was this was pretty chill. You've been doing it for, oh my God, almost eight months now? Yeah, coming up on that, something like that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, technically it started in January or February, but, you know, we took that long pause, entered quarantine, got the distance podcasting set up, and so probably more like seven months, I would say. Nice. Well... This is the part where you get to ask me one of these questions. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to read some of those back to me. All right. Oh, uh, you know what? Let's go with an easy one. What's your favorite snack, Alex? Has it changed since the blue bag of Doritos? <laughs> That's a throwback to episode eight. Oh, if anybody's man. heard. Oh the first of these <laughs> interviews. Oh. So you know, I'm gonna take a long pause. You should. You know what? Now it's not rapid fire. You can take as long a pause no, as you want. No. Um. Could you say boba? Boba. I mean, it's kind of a snack, right? No, like, snack for me is just, like, something I can grab. And honestly, it fluctuates because I, I just say I'm a snacky guy sometimes. Yeah. So if, if it mixes solids and liquids, you can't say that it's a snack? Is that the problem here? I, I think the problem is just I'm too indecisive with food. No, I'm not indecisive. It's just, like, it's on the record now, you know? Yeah, it's, it's permanent. Uh, you know, people... Well, People will buy you those snack, that snack for Oh, I fucking you know, love Kit Kats. I forgot. I just oh, yeah, realized. You love Kit Kats. But now, honestly, I really have been... I always snack on fruit all the time. And Fruit's so, a good choice. Lately, it's just been watermelon. Mm, but watermelon. I think I'm going to go with grapes. Because grapes. grapes just like sustain me. And they keep me like mellow. And I feel yeah. healthier eating them. Even True. though they're super sweet. But grapes, grapes, grapes... I love them. As long as they're seedless. Yeah. Have you ever had cotton candy grapes? Don't tell me that exists. That's disgusting. No, 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 no. They're they're grapes that are flavored like they taste like cotton candy. Yeah, but they're no. real grapes. Mm, they're not. No. They're not like chemically flavored or anything. They're just what? grapes that taste like cotton candy. I think they're very interesting. I had them. They're pretty good. 
I don't even like cotton good. candy. I don't like cotton candy. I just like grapes. I don't like cotton candy. Yeah, I don't really like cotton candy at all. But mm. I'll have to try it just to... Just to say you did. Just to say I did. As long as grapes are seedless, I'm down. Well... Even with seeds, they're still pretty good. Yeah. I was going to say strawberries, but I actually haven't had them in a while. Because I used to snack on them a lot. They're like way too much sugar. I don't really care for strawberries. Mm. I like them in stuff. Yeah, I like them in stuff, but I don't like them on their own too much. Yeah. I just have them way too much as a kid. Mm. And oranges, I love oranges. Oranges are great, oh, but fruit. only if you peel them. That's a throwback to another episode that fruit. goes back in the archives. <laughs> Never came out, but yeah. Was... <laughs> but I think I'll just be on the record for grapes. But, you know, you know how all these podcasts end with yep. mm-hmm. the sneak attack question. Yep. So every person that you've interviewed has come up with a title for themselves you ask them to have a title i have yeah like alex defender that we just came in alexander the defender alexander yep. the defender because i have a full name of course yep. that thing that i actually use every day um Aaron the compassionate Alyssa the change maker mm. sean the shadow jackson the kind no jackson i think it is jackson the kind jackson the reliable that's the reliable yeah, i always yeah. think it's the kind but it's the yeah. reliable so brian the the ascended the ascended or brian the risen something like that he has risen all right no that sounds too religious i don't want to be, i don't want to sound like jesus i'm gonna go with the ascended because originally that question was to be what uh, interpreted by people and it became it became something where it was naming their their episode um but originally that epi- that 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 question was to be what they are or what they wanted to be right and i want to be the ascended version of me whatever that might be like i i think i've always and more recently since i've kind of worked on this mindset of trying and doing things and becoming better i think the thing that i want to be is the ascended version of me so the better version of me and that's today tomorrow the next day two years from now five years from now is the better version of me and that's what i'm always going to want to be that's kind of wild because you didn't say ascender like ascended like you already put that like expectation like if yeah. you, if it, like it was game of, mm-hmm. if we were in westeros and i would say brian the ascended yeah like it means you've already done it yes but that's how you want people to view you but in, inside you're ascending yeah that's true it's crazy it's an interesting way to look at Freaking. it it's also just part of the title There's i mean layers the, of this onion am i better than i was yesterday yes am i better than i was a year ago yes so i am the ascended am i also ascending though yes it's cocky as heck <laughs> <laughs> it's just the facts <laughs> dang well this host has had the most with brian brian the ascended yep Brian, can you also sign us out, or I'm gonna let you sign us out because you do it better. <laughs> this is your show, man. I'm just here in the hot seat, the not hot seat. Yeah, uh, it's a fun time. Uh, if if this brought any value to you, or if you want to support us in any way, share it with your friends. Uh, otherwise, I would say like, comment, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, or Google Podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, you can email nohappynewspodcast at gmail.com. I can reset up the distance podcast so anybody who wants to be a guest can be. But recently, we've been doing in-person podcasts, so that's a different discussion altogether. We'll see how flu season goes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, There's definitely risk involved. Obviously, we're not telling anybody that, you know, obviously, we'd be as safe as we can, mass, everything. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. Distance podcast is also obviously available, like I mentioned earlier. Really good option. Yeah, if if you're, like, intimidated, Mm -hmm. you know, Brian has a lot of the setup, easy to go. If you have a computer or like, I don't even know if you've done it with a phone yet, but 
it's it's pretty simple to set up and doesn't require much out of outside of like a computer with a webcam. Yeah. We have jumped through multiple hoops to figure out things for multiple different situations. Also, that's pretty much it. So bye. Okay, bye.